0: A thank you to our sponsors, the For Us, By Us Fund, which supports black, brown, indigenous, and people of color living their best life in Maine. Thank you to our sponsor, Rising Tide Brewing. They take time and pride in giving back to the greater Portland community. In the Pocket, a talk show that showcases Mainers who are people of color. Each episode represents a member of the main community from art, culture, and business, the earth, wind, and fire of life. Embracing and exploring the black diaspora and descendants of American slavery through conversation is the foundational concept of in the pocket. The overall mission of in the pocket is to create conversational space for all people of color that is documented and celebrated through sharing of life experiences. If you like what you're hearing and want to hear it again, or want to check out our archive of past shows, look for us at inthepocket.captivate.fm or search In The Pocket on iTunes or wherever you like to listen to podcasts. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at In The Pocket and give us a follow so you never miss a show. Well, thank you listeners for tuning into In The Pocket. I'm your host, Flo Edwards, and today we have an amazing guest. Her name is Janae Woodruff. You probably know her from Janae Sound. She is also director at Candies, and she is the executive director and founder of Sidewalk. Please, Janae, introduce yourself.
1: Thank you so much. Yes, my name is Janae Woodruff, but you definitely know me as Janae Sound, or maybe you've seen me around at some of the Candies events that are going on, um, or with my work at Psywalk. It is um, a pleasure to be here, Flo. Thank you.
0: Yeah, it's a pleasure to have you with us. So I know that you have a big performance coming up on August 12th on Eastern Prom. Can you tell us a little more about that?
1: Yes. uh, Thank you. Yes, I'm really excited for this outdoor show. It's really accessible, completely free, a good time, Um, August 12th, 7pm. Come on out. I'm going to be performing as a trio. Um, Some originals, some unreleased music you haven't heard and a few covers to, you know, hopefully set the mood right and you know eastern prom maybe there'll be food trucks there'll definitely be boats hopefully good weather but come on out i'm so grateful that uh this is a safe way for me to make music and it would feel really good to see a bunch of people out enjoying it safely
0: awesome is uh anybody sponsoring that event or because it's free so how did that get set up
1: so, uh, the event is through friends of the promenade and it's a great organization and they put together a summer concert series. So, um, I know recently you had Sam James on the podcast and he is part of the series as well. Um, so yes, it is, uh, put on by these awesome folks who make this possible. Um, we could use another sponsor though. Do I know anybody who sponsors shows flow? Do, do you ever do that? Does your practice ever sponsor shows?
0: Um, they can. I'm actually trying to get them to sponsor uh, part of the gala.
1: Oh my gosh, that would be so epic. Yeah. And I'm really excited to perform at that event, too.
0: Right. Awesome. Here you go. Yeah. And the, the practice I work at is Breakwater Dental. It's in South Portland, in case anybody wants to check it out. We are definitely BIPOC and uh, LGBTQ friendly, so...
1: Absolutely. I have been. Um, Flo is an angel and hooked your sister up. And it just really felt good to, you know, support a woman of color professional. And I've been spreading the word. So come on and, you know, support Flo.
0: Oh, well, let's get back to the guest at hand. Um, so I <laughs> went to, <laughs> I went to, I think it was Candy's happy hour flowers or flower happy hour i i don't know the right term you I got it right
1: the first time okay it's happy hour flowers you nailed it and what did you think flo
0: i thought it was great uh, new fame was performing uh it was very open so and uh easy ex- easily accessible um there were a lot of great flowers there and people who are knowledgeable about them because i didn't know what i was picking up and people <laughs> were able to yeah. tell me yeah
1: Oh my gosh, I am so glad you came. So Happy Hour Flowers is an event um, put on by Candies. I mean, we have some great partnerships. Um, It's the first Wednesday of the month from 5.30 to 7.30. And like you said, there's a bunch of flowers there. It's you know a great partnership with um, Snell Family Farms and um, Free Plants Maine. So you can get educated, you can donate a plant, you can pick up a plant, you can get some flowers. Um, we also have Cocktail Mary's there making cocktails and mocktails. Um, I curate the music for the event and we've been focusing on BIPOC artists. Um, and like you said, we had new fame. I absolutely love them. The next event is on August 4th and we'll have Kaya. And so um, she's a member of the LGBT community and BIPOC and that's how we're gonna roll. Um, Yeah, it's free entry. um, And every month we are raising funds for like a mutual aid or a nonprofit. And I'm proud to say that August, we're raising money for Black-owned Maine.
0: Awesome. And that's run by uh, Rose and Jerry. Uh, really nice people, uh, black-owned Maine. So, do you know what the cocktail list will be for August Fourth?
1: I I know that they're not doing the Negroni this time. I have heard whisperings of a margarita. How do you feel about that? Oh, that'd be great. I can dig
0: it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I personally felt like a Negroni isn't really a accessible cocktail for the masses but maybe I don't know what the kids are drinking these days so
1: all I know is that was the best Negroni I've ever had I wanted more
0: it was the only Negroni I've ever had oh and well
1: that was a really really good one yeah I think it's an easy cocktail to kind of make make it where it's just you can taste too much of the alcohol I personally don't mind a drink that tastes like alcohol i ordering an alcoholic beverage but for some folks it can be too much
0: yeah, but I do feel like it's... I'm always surprised that gin is a part of it because it doesn't really taste like gin, so that's kind of fun.
1: Yeah, yeah. So anyway, that's a, a monthly event um, and so much fun and, of course, free to attend. It's outdoors. It's an outdoor event, Um on Brown Street, just behind the new space at 511 Congress. And so there's enough room to just kind of do your own thing, feel comfortable even though others are gathered there. And what I really love is we have this thing called a fidget table where like, I don't know about you, but I've definitely forgotten how to people. And so it's just this table with like things to keep you busy if you're getting uncomfortable for just a little bit. And I just gravitated towards like the coloring books. (laughs) so if you're that kind of person who's just maybe a little shy or or you know you you want to be out but you're not quite comfortable yet we've got all kinds of stuff for all folks and the fidget table was a hit so
0: i didn't even see the fidget table i guess i am comfortable out in public i didn't realize it
1: (laughs) i guess you are just fine
0: (laughs) who knew who knew so how did you get involved in uh, curating uh, artists?
1: Um, so that really started a few years ago um, when I was just kind of stretching my legs and, and booking myself for shows in Portland, I found that It was hard for me to find other people of color who are artists there were a few of course that i knew about but i was just like there has to be more um and i want us all to come together and so it started with just reaching out to people of color on instagram and saying hey i have a show it's my show um do you want to do a song with me or do you want to open for me do you want to split this bill and really just you know, using whatever platform I had and sharing that with others. And that that's pretty rare um, in this industry. Folks um, don't often do that, nor do they have to, but it was just a great way to meet folks. And then, you know, they would introduce me to someone who would introduce me to someone. And before you knew it, I was going outside of musician circles and like, calling schools to see who's around and, you know, contacting churches to see who is around because we're here, you know, Um, and it just, it bothered me sometimes that I didn't see a lot of folks who looked like me on stage who I knew had talent. So rather than lecture anyone about what they need to be doing, who they need to be hiring, I just started making events and hiring people myself and getting sponsors to pay us and, it ended up working out in the most beautiful way because some folks who wanted to perform who didn't have many opportunities to perform would take the promotion for the show so seriously. And so, you know, one person might bring 30 people because they didn't have many opportunities on stage. And you stack that with, you know, five to 10 people in one show. And before you know it, Bay Day is nearly sold out at 600 people, (laughs) right, in Port City. Um, So, it just brought me so much joy every time I did it. So I would just kind of say that was fun. I helped one person and, you know, seeing them go on to do another show or release music that they had been sitting on. And I thought, well, who else can I help? And how many more folks can I help and how big can this get? And, um, curating is, is really difficult. Um, it moved quickly from, oh, you're a person of color that I want to see on stage to, what is the style of this event? What is the crowd of this event? I want to put you in front of people who are gonna fall in love with you the same way that I did. And it's an art and uh, it's a passion of mine. So I fell into it as a lonely black girl in Maine and now I walk in it confidently as someone who just loves us and wants people to hear us you know, perform and I want to see my people get paid and yeah
0: great um does uh curating music like that or artist does that have another title
1: i mean it really depends on you know what you're doing um i prefer curator um i often produce those events as well right so um but like with happy hour flowers i'm just curating not in charge of the entire Event. I get to focus in on on music, which is great, you know?
0: Producing events, curating events. um, Do you have any other events lined up um, that isn't the first Wednesday of every month for Happy Hour Flowers?
1: Um, Yeah, so I've got a show on the 8th. It is a reggae festival in Thompson's Point on August 12th I am at um, Eastern Prom and August 28th I am at EQ Main Gala and so I think those are the only ones that are announced but it's been so nice to just ease back into performing about two shows a a month is about all we can do (laughs) right now but I'm just so excited to be back at it
0: definitely a passion and you're really good at entertaining the guests so I'm glad that you are back into it Thank you. um you're I was trying to think of a, another question about the shows that are lined up but I guess I really want to know is how do you decide your set list
1: Oh boy. Okay. So, uh, the guys and I practice every single Thursday and, um, we are constantly hitting my originals, right? So we just practice them over and over again to get them as tight as possible. Um, and, then there comes this moment where it's like is here's an unreleased song that people don't know yeah but it feels so good when we're doing it in practice do i add it onto the set list um and i also try to throw in a cover a couple of covers as well um so how i pick the set list depends on the show so if it is a big show i have the exact same set list you know for a few months if it is um an event like what I just did at Congress Square Park or what's coming up at Friends on the Prom, I will actually throw out a song and I'll call it individually. Because we practice once a week, we have that trust where my band will allow me to just call out a song. So we have like a list of covers that I do, some originals I always do, and then some unreleased originals. And um, I find that the shows where I just call it out how I feel it, is uh it's more fun and I usually am able to pick out a song based on what I'm getting from the crowd so if I do a big number and folks were into it I will pull out you know some smooth steady ones to just kind of break up the flow and then go back so the most fun is when I'm just watching the crowd and being like oh I think they need some Beyonce right now or like this is a Rihanna crowd that's what I'm giving tonight
0: (laughs) right on Um, that's a great way to curate your sound and, uh, your set list, having multiple songs to choose from and constantly practicing. So that's great. Thanks, Flo. You're welcome.
1: Yeah. And, and depending on shows too, like I will rework a song. Like I, I am known to make things longer. Like for example, I feel like Diamonds had been, um, heard so many times, but on, Uh, For the first year of Juneteenth, I had a bigger platform and more to say. So I extended Diamonds and added a virtual live choir full of uh, BIPOC local talent and um, made an art song with this Langston Hughes poem called Harlem and like sang on the refrain like the last four chords of Diamonds repeated. And I just, on the spot, came up with this melody for this poem because I wanted it to be real and authentic. Um, and so I'm a believer, too, of, like, changing up the way your your sound is depending on the gig, what you have to say. I often play, too, with, like, how many people are in my band, right? So um, the show at uh, Congress Square Park is a trio. It'll be the same for prom. Um, but the uh, reggae festival, I'm going to do a DJ, uh, Bruce Miss, who, you know, and my guitarist. And that allows us to have more like dancey upbeat feel. So I have a lot of fun changing, exchanging, moving around my players and um, reworking songs.
0: Great. Um, Have you worked with uh, DJs before? Is that a common thing for you?
1: I wouldn't say it's common for me, but I have done it and I love it. I did a, a Rihanna show and put as many brown people on stage as I possibly could and Rihanna's music is just like, the beats are so infectious. And I realized there would be times where I wouldn't want to be performing, but people would want to hear that music. I was like, we need a DJ, because there's only so many songs I can do in an hour. But in between songs, you know, there's, there was this awesome space where they could mix, you know, uh, do a couple samples from some of her hits or some of her like low hits, low key hits. And that would resonate with certain folks in the crowd. But overall, it just seemed like a bigger, more constant show. And I I, I fell in love with it then. And I'm really glad to bring that format back um, for this reggae festival.
0: Great. I wish I had seen your Rihanna covers show. When did that happen? It's on
1: video, girl. I'll send it to you.
0: Okay. (laughs) Sweet. Well, that's really cool to hear that you're going to be working with a trio like you normally do and also a DJ when you're at, um, I'm sorry, was it Peaks Island?
1: So that festival is um, in Brunswick at Thompson's Point Beach, I believe. Um, And then I'll bring the DJ back for EQ Maine's event.
0: Oh, right on. Nice. Nice. Yeah, have a good time, yeah. Party. <laughs> Have you been to that Brunswick spot before? I
1: have not, and um, which is which is crazy because I actually started off in Woolwich, and so most of my gigs were in Brunswick. Um, I've really stomped around Main Street a lot. And so i haven't done this and i'm really excited to see a place that i've spent so much time in in a new light and kind of after covid it feels full circle because when i was performing at you know sea dogs frontier brunswick hotel i was like in one of these days i'm gonna get to portland and it was like (laughs) this big thing and i worked so hard for that and now it's great to go back and i have fans there who are so excited who can't always get down here to see shows and You know, I'm really excited to perform for them.
0: Yeah. You think you might uh, set up a Frontier show? Um,
1: I don't know if they're doing shows. We were in talk before the Panini happened, and I I had one on the books. But um, do you know if they're doing shows?
0: I don't. um, I don't work up there anymore, so I'm not really in the the flow of things. No pun intended.
1: (laughs) Well, thank you for encouraging me. I will definitely reach out. I want to perform there it's a beautiful
0: room yeah it's a very nice space I've been to the area that you're gonna be performing uh, Thompson's Point in Brunswick am I saying it right
1: yeah okay
0: yeah yeah What's it, the scoop, flow it reminds me of like a smaller scale dirty dancing so there's like a big little clock and there is beach access so that's really fun um, but yeah, it has like a, a nice little, and when we went, there was like a tractor that was there. We took pictures on a tractor, so.
1: Oh, yeah. nice. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you for your insight. I hope that tractor is still there. I want a picture on the tractor.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's one of my wife's favorite pictures on that tractor, so anyways. Um uh, oh, Yeah, so that's cool. Um, we talked about your set list. We talked about your curating. We talked about your many shows coming up. Um, Let's full circle with uh, Panini, or aka the pandemic. Um, (laughs) What do you see this winter being like compared to last winter?
1: So as long as it's safe to do so, this winter should be pretty exciting for me. Um, I performed quite a bit during uh, the pandemic, but all virtual for the most part. So I'm really excited to get back into live shows. Um, actually, when the pandemic happened, I was on tour. We were doing 16 states in Canada, and I was so devastated because the last show was Whiskey A Go-Go, which is legendary venue in LA, and they closed down, of course. But I just got the email saying that they are back open and they want to do a show. So this winter, as long as it's safe, looks like a mini run hopefully um all of new england if we can um there's so many spots that we've toured to that we want to go back we're so blessed that they were able to keep those doors open um and so this winner should be holly jolly <laughs>
0: sweet yeah, uh, thank you for asking yeah thank you for sharing and i know i mentioned uh that you're a founder and executive director of sidewalk which is um coded by women of color can you tell us a little more about that i know you've been raising funds like mad anything you'd like to share
1: yes thank you um so flow is on the board of If people didn't already know that so um i know this is going to be repetitive for you but i'm really excited to share that you know, we are constantly raising funds and that's just how this goes. Um, And so hopefully we'll have some classes going um, next summer, but we are looking to do some community building events. So we're interested in doing hack nights and maybe some mini lessons, some intro classes on WordPress and other languages. So this is really a call to action. If you are curious at all about tech, um, we'd love to talk to you about what some of your goals are, what some things you're interested in, um, what you're interested in and see how Siwalk can help you. So we would love to see you at a hack night event or some of these other things we'll have coming up, but really we just need you to reach out and you can do so at cywalk.org. That's C-Y-W-O-C dot O-R-G. You can just contact us, um, we're also on Facebook, Instagram, as we are SciWalk. Um, and really, do not be shy. Like, there's, we all had to start from somewhere, and there's really no wrong goal. And we're just here to help you accomplish it. So do reach out. Even if you know somebody who needs to reach out, encourage them. I really wanna hear from you. And um,
0: yeah. Well, that's awesome. I'm looking forward to the uh, Hack Nights in particular. It sounds really fun. Um, and I, I believe um, you had discussed having it for like an 18 and up possibly, and then 18 and under with parents. So that's really fun.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I want to keep the babies safe. They tend to have different schedules anyway, and we love to have parents involved. So that's just a, a different kind of take on things plus like kids are so like their minds are so pliable malleable they pick it up so fast they really need their own class like grown folks <laughs> even those who are willing um it takes a little bit longer for things to stick we're throwing things at the wall before they stick um but also adults like to do other things like you know drink grown folks business um we're encouraging you know sisterhood and keeping it you know real and and sometimes being an adult we just need to separate that energy from the babies
0: understood
1: so, yeah
0: well thank you so much Janay. i really enjoyed um, learning more about your artistic process your abilities in production your curating style and learning more about sidewalk as well and what's the plug how can our guest at itp reach you
1: Alright, thank you. Time for the plug. Okay, so my name is Janae Sound. It's J-A-N-A-E S-O-U-N-D And that's the handle for Facebook Instagram We've got JanaeSound.com Um, I'm not going to plug a Venmo, but I am going to ask that if you have some extra coins to give, please consider donating to SciWalk. You can do so at SciWalk.org. We do accept PayPal. Um, Thank you so much to our fiscal sponsor, Indigo Arts Alliance, um, for allowing us to collect money for our mission.
0: A thank you to our sponsors, the For Us, Buy Us Fund which supports Black, Brown, Indigenous, and people of color living their best life in Maine. If you like what you've heard and want to hear it again or want to check out our archive of past shows, look for us at inthepocket.captivate.fm or search In The Pocket on iTunes or wherever you like to listen to podcasts. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at InThePocket. And give us a follow so you never miss a show. This is Janae Sound. Diamonds.
1: I'm under pressure. fear the heat I've got my eyes on the future can't extend defeat